0: Welcome to Pair at the Point, the Pittsburgh Penguins podcast of the Face-Off Hockey Network. Follow us on Twitter at Pair at the Point and at the FHN. Visit thefhn.net for daily hockey articles and casts. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we are here to celebrate Sidney Krasby's 500th goal of his career, as well as his 50th goal against the Flyers. Mm. So that's really, uh, it was exciting to watch. Uh, too bad we're not there live in person. We didn't have tickets for tonight's game, but it was so exciting to see. It
1: was a shot of adrenaline right to the heart. Uh, it's good to be back with the podcast. I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus, and we appreciate you tuning back in. Uh, a few things going on personally. We had an all-star break and a Christmas break in there, but thank you for tuning in. Let's so, get yeah, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, uh so I think Crosby, you know, deserves to be talked about. Not not only what he's done in his career, but he's been so good this season since coming back from his surgery. I know I know when he first came back it was a little sketchy, you know, we weren't really sure if he was going to be who who he's always been, but you know, in the last 20 games he's just been unreal his line's been unreal you know I just love watching them and watching them play together and the passing that goes on between them they just always seem to know where the other one is especially Crosby and Gensel but Russ is even getting in on the party and it's just been it's been really fun to watch and I'm really glad that Crosby has the two of them to play with I think it's really fun for him
1: I have to say that for the majority of his career, at least his prime, Sidney Crosby did not have marquee talents to play with on his wing. Um, it's it's not as though, you know, Lemieux or, or, or some other greats have had, you know, perfect linemates throughout their career. But, you know, when Chris Kunitz is the best linemate you've ever had up until this point, outside of Hosa for two and a half months in 2008... Uh, you've had a pretty rough go of it. I mean, he's had a, a rough cycle. I remember the one year he had over a dozen different line mates. He makes the players around him better, regardless of who he is straddled with, regardless of what the team is going through. He pulls his line mates up. I mean, you need look no further than Evan Rodriguez this season. And yes, Evan Rodriguez was hot coming in, but he's a perfect example of somebody he had mentored in the past and who's continued to succeed uh, with him. Um, if you look at all of the lines this year, all the line combinations among those that have played more than a hundred minutes together, uh, the Gensel Crosby Rodriguez line is, is tops in goals for percentage. And, and there's a reason for that. And it's not because Rodriguez is a hall of famer. It's because, uh, Crosby is is phenomenal at 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 changing the players around him into all around offensive forces.
0: Well, and I mean this, you know, goes into the debate of would Gensel be who Gensel is without Crosby as the center. And Gensel's amazing and and we all know I I love Jake Gensel and he's one of my favorite penguins, but Crosby makes him better. Crosby makes him defensive. I think Crosby has taught him how to pass the puck and the two of them together is just unlike anything else.
1: There's just a sixth sense that Sid has that he imparts on his line mates and Gensel in particular, I think has been the the primary beneficiary and will be for the rest of his career. And it's, and it's easy to say that yes, Gensel has put up amazing numbers with Malkin and I'm guilty of that as well, or other centers But if Gensel wasn't on Sid's line from day one, really, um, if he he hadn't been given the opportunity to become his apprentice in many respects, he would not have picked up all the little habits that have made him such a dominant force. And now, even though you may need to separate them for short periods of time and he'll still be effective, that doesn't negate all of the uh, wisdom that Crosby has given to him. And Grant's, Gensel's a very talented um, winger in his own right, and he has natural skill that's very obvious. But he would not be the same level of player, and I would argue that Russ would not be the same level of player had he not had you know 200-plus games with Crosby.
0: I mean, when you, when you watch either Gensel or Russ, you just see little flashes of Crosby in their play. And you can tell that playing so many games with him has helped them to pick up those habits. And at this point, it's who they are as players as well. Yeah, It's it's no longer, I don't think, like a mimic game. I think it's...
1: It's not just the habits. It's the anticipation. They just see the game differently. And when you put all three together and they're all doing those things, it becomes special.
0: So I think that kind of uh, goes into... An interesting point and it's both a good and bad thing so obviously we're talking about the dominant top line and how amazing they've been and that translates to the power play and how great they've been because you know our power play is basically just the top line plus Malkin which of course is going to be great but where I'm seeing a real issue and it's it's hard to talk about issues when you look at the team and see how great they've been. They get points in so many games even when they lose and it's it's hard to kind of see the issues when a team is so successful. But but for me, I I'm really struggling with everybody else who isn't the top line. Well, and Malkin on the power play.
1: Just to put it in context before we move to the rest of the team, the other nine forwards in particular um besides the top three to put it in context every player on that top line is above a point per game uh this season rust in particular is just scorching hot he has nine goals and two assists in his last games uh last five games that's 11 points in his last five nine of them goals
0: and speaking of rust quickly i I really hope he isn't Pricing himself out of Pittsburgh.
1: But. If he wants to, he he absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, he's got 27 games played, and he's got 37 points. Yeah. He's, he's been... Dominant.
0: Yeah, undeniably one of the best on the team.
1: And if he wants to go make 7.5 somewhere, he can easily do that. Yeah. Can we afford that? Probably not. Um, and that's a different discussion probably for a different time closer to the summer, hopefully. Um, but just to put that in context, yes, they're all above a point of game. They all look good. It seems like there has been one line that has had it together between lines two and four. And the other two lines have been absolute garbage. And it's it seems to change on an almost nightly basis. Right as to who has the mojo, and then the other two lines look completely lackluster.
0: Well, and I mean, for example, the Devils game, the, the last game we played when we won, the fourth line in particular looked dominant. Obviously, Boyle had a goal, and every time they were out there, they looked like difference makers. And then, you know, in other games, they, they don't look so good. And I think you make a really good point that... We always just kind of seem to have two of four lines, and the other two lines look really discombobulated and and not great.
1: It's weird because Rodriguez, his hot streak, when he was up and down the lineup, he made the players around him better, which is a strange thing to say. Zucker was actually a positive force out there as well, and since he's been down, you've seen this downturn offensively.
0: So... This is my opinion on, first, I have an opinion on both, but my opinion on Rodriguez is that he doesn't know where he fits in now that Gino is back. I think when Gino was out, he knew his role. He needed to step in, he needed to be like Gino. He needed to score goals, and he needed to be that dominant force that we were missing because Gino was out. And now, for me, it feels like he doesn't really know his identity on the team. Which makes sense, because he's been kind of passed around, and I, I don't think we really know now where he fits on the team. I, I think he was very good as a center, and now he's playing wing. And I know he can play all three, but I felt like he fit really well as a center for us. So I I think that's the issue with Rodriguez. It's It's that he doesn't know who 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 to help and how to be now that he's not being malkin.
1: I'll say this right now. I think Rodriguez is a better 3C than Carter.
0: Yeah, I For I, this
1: for this team.
0: I don't I don't disagree with you and I like Carter and I think Carter should be playing wing. But I agree. Like I I think that that Rodriguez was so much better as a center and like I said, I, I think he fit really well into that Malkin role, and now he doesn't really know where he quite belongs. And then um, on to Zucker. I know Zucker for the fan base can be extremely frustrating. We're not getting out of him what we thought. But what you're seeing right now is that he creates offense, and the fact that he hasn't been in there, I think it's pretty obvious how much offense he was creating. Don't you think?
1: Three of the top five line combinations with over 60 minutes total played. And because there's been so many injuries and COVID leaves and all these other things, there haven't been many line combinations. I'll admit that. But three of the top five line combinations we have tried this season, and I had to look this up on moneypock.com, so that's my source, included Zucker in terms of goal four percentage, which – is the best way to determine how you're driving offense when right. that person I, and those lines are out
0: that, there. That's kind of my point. Even though he wasn't necessarily the one scoring the goals or even getting the assists, he was obviously creating...
1: Turnovers, chances. He was creating
0: offense that we are now severely lacking. So, you know, I've seen a lot of people say they would love to get rid of Zucker at the deadline. Uh, they would love to trade in the off season whatever. But I would argue against that for that reason. I think if we if we get rid of someone at the deadline or in the offseason, it should be a Casper Kapanen or Dan Heinen. Because in my mind, they're the same player. And we don't need both of them. You know, someone really streaky, obviously has some offense, plays, you know, decent defense sometimes. But you don't need two of those players on your team and you know, we just, you never really know who you're getting with either of them every single night.
1: I just, uh, I, I really do feel that you're correct here. The issue really does become a matter of money. Um, Malkins do up, Latangs do up, Rust is due up, and they're going to be looking to next season. I think most people are writing off Zucker as lost. However, I don't think that we should be looking forward past this year when it comes to line combinations. And when I look at this team, it really does come down to Heinen or Kapanen as to which expendable piece you want to maybe flip for a different roster piece to change the offensive chemistry.
0: Yeah, and I mean, personally for me, I would flip Cappy. Just because I feel like we're going to get more back from him, I I think that he does have something. He does have another level,
1: and he does have more than this year as well. He's not a UFA right. after this right. year, and I whereas Heinen is.
0: I was really excited to get Kapanen back, and like I said, I do I do still think he has another level to get to. I'm just not sure we need the project right now. Because we are in a win-now mode. You know, we don't know how many years left we have with the stars. We're, we don't even know if we're going to have all three of them next year. So, for me, you know, someone like like Kapanen who needs, obviously, a little more work and help isn't what we need right now.
1: So, I hear what you're saying. Devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate a couple times here. Devil's advocate. Let's... Let's say that our biggest issue in terms of driving offense that turns into goals is penetration into the slot. Denton Heinen's really good at that. He loves garbage goals. He gets to the front of the net, and that seems to be where his bread and I, butter is. And
0: that's that's what we need.
1: But if you trade somebody like that away...
0: I am not. I said I wanted to trade Kapanen.
1: So you want to trade Kapanen. I,
0: I said I think we should trade one of Kapanen or Heinen. And if I had to pick between the two of them right now, it would be Kapanen.
1: Even though he's better defensively. I think this is the the plus and minus of both.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because when you have players like Simone and Aston Reese and Teddy Bluger, you know, we have really good defensive players. Put Heinen on a line like that, and they'll make up for it. They'll make up for his lack of defensive play, and he'll get the goals that they can't score.
1: Devil's advocate for the second time, and I apologize. I misunderstood you. Do you think it makes sense, depending on the level of return, to not do anything to just simply hang on to Capitan and hope that he and Zucker and the other forwards can get Are it together? Are you
0: talking in the trade deadline or yeah. in the off season?
1: Uh, the trade deadline.
0: So I think. Well, what I think and what's going to happen are probably two different things, and this this brings up, you know, kind of our third point. And it's rumored that the Pens aren't going to do anything in in the trade for the trade before the trade deadline at the trade deadline, and I kind of am torn on this because I like it because I'm used to like. Jimmy Rutherford era where like it was a roller coaster and you never knew what was going to happen and it's nice to have the full team this early and then be able to get it together and sync up and get chemistry but at the same time I look at the nine forwards who aren't Crosby, Gensel, and Russ and I'm very concerned about that secondary scoring in the playoffs
1: does it make sense to you to trade one of the defensemen for a forward yes
0: yeah, so i've always wanted to trade one of the defensemen i want to trade marcus petterson and it's not even for the same reasons it's not because of the reasons it was six months ago when i hated him because he <laughs> was like floundering and flopping and falling and for now, right now, it's just because Pio Joseph is the same player and Pio Joseph is ready.
1: Would it make sense to trade Marino instead?
0: I would also hear offers on Marino. Marino has been one of the biggest disappointments for me.
1: He's been bad he's this year. He's not been good. Lots of turnovers, getting walked I honestly, slower than he's been.
0: I think we could get more for Marcus Petterson.
1: Even at that cap hit, you really think? Yes. I, look
0: at their play this year.
1: I don't know. I, I think Pedersen's right now the better player, and I got to look at what's on ice right now, and it's not—it's not it's not, it's not even close, really. marino has been a dumpster I, fire. But I'm
0: saying, I, don't you think we can get more for Marcus Pedersen in the trade market?
1: When you look at their cap hits, I think.
0: Well, I mean,
1: it's questionable. I don't I know. I feel
0: Like. I don't know. I feel like a team who really
1: needs a defenseman. I'd be I'd be listening to offers on both of them, and tell you the truth, I'd be listening on Brian Dumoulin. Oh, yeah. i would be on Brian Dumoulin. Because if if we're going to re-sign Chris Letang, and by all rights we should, for at least two years, uh, despite his age, and despite all the things working against him, Brian Dumoulin's another person that has been a disappointment this year in terms of Stopping chances against getting walked losing speed he, losing he physicality
0: moving and i started to notice that after his his foot surgery what was that now two years ago when his baby was born um that he just hasn't been the same since then and i know that happens to athletes a lot they have like a surgery on a major body part and they they can no longer work in the same
1: way now personally i would hang on to Dumoulin. I think he should be part of a core that would go and try to compete for, this would be his third cup. Um, because I, I do respect what he does as a defensive defenseman in this modern age. However, I would listen, just like I would for Marino and Patterson. And I think that the answer, like you, you alluded to, is it comes in the form of P.O. Joseph. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He's been great in his limited showings here. And I think he deserves to be up.
0: And don't forget about Issa Rikula.
1: Who is always forgotten about somehow, right. even by us.
0: And I, I just, I think we could totally trade, you know.
1: A defenseman. That was
0: a long-winded answer, but we can totally trade a defenseman for a forward who can score some goals.
1: And that's the best of both worlds, right? You get a, you get a forward without giving up a prospect or a pick or really giving up anything on the ice.
0: Now, let's wrap this up with some either-ors here. I'm going to ask the hard questions. If we can't afford Malkin and Rust, who do you choose if you were GM? For all the interwebs to hear.
1: Listen, I, I don't make that choice. I, I, I sell a defenseman. I just can't make that choice. I would sign both.
0: If you had to.
1: If I had to right now in a vacuum, i go back and forth on this every day. I I, I honestly couldn't tell you.
0: I will tell you. For me, I'm going to be on the
1: fence. I don't care.
0: For me, it's the same player every time. Brian Russ is on the Pittsburgh Penguins next year. Evgeny Malkin's not. If we can't afford both.
1: You find a way to make it work.
0: I agree. You have to. I agree.
1: But Anything less than that? Is an F for me. I
0: agree. I, I I am the last person who wants to see if Genny Malkin ever put on a different uniform.
1: That's just gross to me. I can't tell But
0: die. if it's between Malkin and Latang, or Rest and Latang,
1: I see your I'm point. taking
0: rest and Latang every time. And you know, it's nothing against Gino at all. But we simply cannot lose Brian Rust. He is an integral piece of this team and I really do believe he's more integral than any Malkin at this point in the game.
1: He's also a lot younger and has a lot less injury <laughs> mileage on him. Yeah. Now, I don't want to end things on a dour note. So, I did want to pull <laughs> I, I did want to just promote this one stat here. So, for those of you who are old-time Pens fans, been watching for a while, um The points percentage for this team, I had to look this up because I thought it was getting near historical levels. Here are the teams that have a similar points percentage to this current team. And I realize we're only 49 games in. We're in the midst of our 50th game as we record this here. This team has a better points percentage than the 15-16 Penguins. Then the the 08-09 Penguins, the 2021 Penguins, and is only behind the 1993 Penguins and the 2013 Penguins in a shortened season. Now, the 2013 Penguins were in the midst of a a very strange schedule and in the absolute prime of Crosby-Malkin, both hitting well over a point and a half a game. And the 93 Penguins are considered one of the best teams of all time. That's their company right now if they can stay on this pace. I know that seems a little absurd, and yes, there were ties back then as opposed to OT losses, so it's a little bit of a cheat. But in the modern era, this team, on paper, is having the best regular season. So, is it unreasonable to say they should go and be buyers a little bit this trade deadline and really go for it one last time? I thought they should go for it last year even more than they did. I mean,
0: can we cheat? Can like, <laughs> Zucker stay on IR or something? I don't know. Like everyone else seems to be doing it. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean if Vegas is pulling that, I feel like yeah, we should just tell did Zucker Stone, to hang I out. I think
0: Stone just went on IR and Eichel's coming back and Stone's going to stay on IR until the playoffs like that- they're doing the Tampa Bay thing and Tampa Bay repeated because of that. That w-
1: that way they can keep 60 so, to 70 point getter Riley Smith, yep. Yeah. It's so pretty it's, it's pretty like, fun.
0: Can we find a way to cook the books? Honestly,
1: I think if we want to do that for 50 point getter Jason Zucker, I say why not?
0: Yeah. I I don't know.
1: Tell them tell him to take it easy. Go take a vacation.
0: <laughs> I I think I do think this team is special and
1: there are issues, but they they yeah. do have some drive that is and special. even
0: on nights, though, when there's issues, they always push. We haven't gotten, like, run over completely many times this season. You know, we've always at least seemed to try. And, I mean, we've gone and seen a lot of losses this season. Most of the losses have been when we were in the house. <laughs> so we've seen it. But the team, even on the nights when we've lost, always comes to play and plays the full 60 minutes. So that's kind of been I think a little bit different than years past. And then and then the other thing I think that's a little different about this team is they just seem like they're having fun again. You know, like it was really really cool when Crosby scored his his 500th and you know the whole team skated on the ice and like I I just feel like they haven't looked they've looked very stressed in the past couple of years. And and they just seem lo- loose this year, in a good
1: way. I do have to say, this this does remind me of some past seasons where they've been the underdog and they've gone a little bit further than expected. They just... They have no expectations right now. Vegas and Colorado and Tampa and Florida and Carolina are the teams that are expected to go and make a cup push. Right. There Uh, is a significantly higher or at least they are perceived to be of a higher stature than the Penguins in this top A tier. And the B tier is kind of adrift in people's minds. So they have some room to really swoop in and and take advantage of that.
0: I I think ultimately what's going to be will be because of the matchup think that you know it all depends on where we end up in the standings i think that's pretty important this year and 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 yeah where we end up i mean we have a hard road we you know carolina you have florida i mean you're gonna have tampa
1: even in that first round getting a a feisty new york team would be yeah the
0: rangers you know that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a time so (laughs) it you know but i I with a vesna winner in net it's fun i do think the matchup is really important I think Tristan Jari's play is obviously really important. He's shown just such brilliance this year. I'm I'm worried about the backup goalie situation, but we can maybe talk about that another week. Uh, what, what what's going to happen with that? That's another you know thing we should maybe think about with the trade deadline, <laughs> depending on Louis Domingue and what's going on with his injury. I know he's on IR as well, so you know there there's a lot of moving parts, and and we'll probably have a more in depth episode about the trade deadline as it approaches but yeah i think ultimately this team's cool this team's special and sydney crosby scored his 500th goal tonight so that's really exciting against the flyers
1: number one reason i am optimistic for this offseason there is no new york islanders yes team there to stop us
0: Yes, no New York, New York team, New York Islanders team can can at least beat us, sweep us, whatever. uh So that that is good. I will agree with you on that.
1: So something different this time.
0: But I think that is all. We just wanted to pop on and you know talk about Sidney Crosby because he's the best. But I uh, I think that's it for us tonight.
1: We appreciate you continuing to listen, and apologies again for the break. Um, Go Pens.
0: Yeah, uh, I always catch us on Twitter at parrot at point and at the FHN. Bye.
1: Bye.